Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Lime Life with Mal. Today, I'm really excited um, to have Dr. Christine Arsenault with us today. Um, she has been a healthcare provider for over 14 years as a pharmacist, functional medicine certified health coach, and cannabis consultant. She is an entrepreneur who thinks outside the box of overcoming a lifetime of chronic Lyme disease. She went from being too fatigued to walk her dog around the block to running multiple businesses, including Lyme Support, which was founded in 2019. She supports clients who are suffering from Lyme disease and chronic complex health challenges so they can achieve higher energy levels, better sleep, and improvements, improvement of systems of chronic disease through her um, transformative programs. She has also suffered Lyme disease herself. It has been almost five years since she completed healing herself from chronic Lyme disease and multiple co-infections. Good morning and thank you for joining us today. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me here. Can you share with us your personal journey with Lyme disease? Yeah, so I had undiagnosed Lyme disease for 20 years, um, at least as far as I can tell. I, I got the diagnosis when I was 29 and I had a tick when I was nine years old. So I'm assuming that's how I contracted it. Um, and yeah, I, I had a lot of things that were going on during childhood, but I didn't put it all together. I just, you know, thought they were kind of random things. And now looking back, it all makes sense now that I know a lot more about Lyme disease. Um, but it was when I was 29 that I was really, really struggling. And even though I was in healthcare and I was coaching other people and I knew about being healthy, I just, I like, I knew something was wrong. I was just completely fatigued and just really, really struggling to get through the day and just really anxious and depressed. And then I had some, some big things like meningitis and a cancer diagnosis following a miscarriage and just all these like really challenging health complications. And I knew that there had to be something going on, um, something underlying. And so then I was working with a holistic doctor doing some health coaching for his patients. And he kind of pushed me to, to get tested and we figured out that's what was going on. And so then that was like the start of the journey. And then I realized I had all these co-infections and all these viral things and parasites and um, you know, Bartonella and Babesia, as well as the Lyme disease. And so it kind of like all of these things unraveled. I realized why I was so completely, completely fatigued and in pain because my body was just overtaken with multiple infections. Um, and because I had been in healthcare, I kind of already knew a lot about the controversies of Lyme disease and, you know, what practitioners could help me and which ones probably couldn't. And so I, because of that, I think I was able to kind of get a head start and I really just immersed myself into healing. And for me, it was like a four-year process of just concentrating on getting well. And um, I was able to do it in the end. So I've been well for over five years now. And that's why I help other people with this because I understand how 
complicated and confusing it is and how there's a lot of misinformation out there. That is amazing. Um, how did you determine once you were healed um, to turn your, to focus your career online? Um, yeah, I, um, well, like, I think it, I really started like shifting my whole, it was like this big paradigm shift of how I see the world. Um, and I think it was really, it really started when I was getting chemo infusions after the cancer diagnosis. And I was sitting there and was doing a lot of reading and just like realized how many toxins are in our environment, like in our cosmetics and in our food and all of the shortcomings in our food system and our, in our healthcare. And I really started digging deep and kind of shifting the way that I saw things. And, you know, my training as a pharmacist was always focused on the physical world and you know, you give pharmaceuticals to change the chemistry in the body to mask symptoms, really, it doesn't get to the bottom of it. And so I felt like that wasn't enough. And so I started just digging deeper and deeper and doing a lot of inner work, um, you know, mindset, things like that. And um, I had part of my healing was I had to, you know, shift my career in a way that was more aligned with me because I just didn't feel authentic in what I was doing, like just prescribing pharmaceuticals when I knew it wasn't getting to the root cause. And I didn't take pharmaceuticals myself if I could help it. And so I had to shift some things in my life. I, I actually moved across the country from Michigan to California at that time. I changed jobs so that I was working in a holistic integrative compounding pharmacy where I could you know, talk to people about a more holistic approach. And then after everything I went through, it was just like, I knew too much to not help people with this because I saw so many people struggling and not getting better, even if they were doing antibiotics for months or years or IV antibiotics. And, and um, I just knew that there was missing pieces to the puzzle, that it's not just about killing the bacteria, but it's about so much more. And so I, it's, it's, it's just, it's like my calling. I kind of had no choice because I know too much about it. And I've had the personal experience where I realize how, like how confusing and overwhelming it is and that people aren't getting help in the traditional Western system. A lot of the times, a lot of patients are being dismissed and told it's in their head or they're misdiagnosed. And um, so there's just a real opportunity to make a difference here. Right. And I do have to say my own um, journey with Lyme that it does change your um, perspective on so many things in your life. So yeah. I do see where you would get that. And also you do feel like you want to help somebody not have to go through what you went through. You're hoping. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think that um, patients aren't getting well? Um, after getting Lyme disease? Yeah. Um, well, so there's, there's kind of, there's an acute version and then a chronic version. And so I think the acute version is what most healthcare practitioners learn about. And that's, that's the traditional, you get bit by a tick, you have a bullseye rash, that's how you get diagnosed and you get on antibiotics right away. And if you're lucky enough, you might even see an integrative practitioner who puts you on some herbals and things to help with inflammation and then to boost your immune system. And, and then you don't have any issues, but that's not, that's not the people that I see. And I'm sure in your experience too, uh, that's not usually who you see. 
So there's this other group that has more chronic issues and you can call it chronic Lyme disease or post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome or persistent Lyme. You know, there's different names and different controversies even on which names to use. Um, but those are the people who don't get help right away. And there's, there's multiple reasons why that could be. And so one is, you know, the, so basically everything in Lyme disease is, is not clear cut and controversial. And so there's like the typical things you think of, but then that's not always the case. So we, we think of a tick, but there's also other, you know, there's mosquitoes and lice and other insects that can cause it. Um, you know, that can carry the bacteria that causes Lyme disease. Then there's also, some people don't see a tick. They're really small, especially the nymphs, which are more likely to give you Lyme disease. And they're small, they're about the size of a poppy seed. Uh, so people might not even see them. Um, they also have like an anesthetic that they inject you with when they bite you so you don't feel them biting. Um, and then and not everybody gets the rash. So it's estimated that less than 50%, like maybe even 30% of people get the bullseye rash. And so without the rash, it makes the diagnosis harder. And then the testing, if, if you are doing the testing, there's so many nuances with that and reasons why that's not accurate. And if you don't test at the right time, then your body's not producing antibodies. So you're going to be negative, even if you do have the bacteria. So a lot of people are misdiagnosed um, with something else because then the other thing is that symptoms mimic a lot of different diseases. And so sometimes people are misdiagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome or MS or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or all kinds of things. And a lot of the symptoms are nonspecific. So it could be headache and fever and chills. And people might just think that they've got, you know, some kind of flu or viral illness or something and, and not attribute it to that, especially if they didn't see a tick. Um, and then sometimes people get treated, but it's for not an adequate amount of time. And then, transmitted, um, maybe through a blood transfusion or something like that. So, we just have this view that you have to have a tick bite and you have to have a rash or it's not Lyme disease. And that's not the case. There's so many different possibilities. Um, also childbirth. So I, I work with some people who have had it since they were born, most likely, um, you know, passed on from their mother. And so when those things are overlooked, then they might not get a diagnosis. And so that's, that's one of the main reasons that people aren't getting well. And then it's just, it's a tricky bacteria. It's a stealth bacteria. It likes to hide. It likes to evade the immune system. It likes to hide from antibiotics and change into different forms. And co-infections are another big reason. Um, you know, the tick doesn't just carry Borrelia, the bacteria that causes Lyme disease. It can carry multiple things. Ticks are known as the dirty needle of nature. So they're hopping on all these different organisms are picking up parasites and viral things and bacteria. And so it's not always a clear cut, um, you know, symptoms of one thing because you could have multiple things going on. So it's often a lot more complicated than just you get bit by a tick and you have a rash. And that's, that's why people aren't getting better. Right, right. And it also does take 
quite a long time to get diagnosed, like you said as well. Some of yeah. us take many years to even come right. up with that, and we don't know who to ask or what doctors to go to, and it definitely is a long journey. Right, um, and then the longer you wait, the harder it is to treat. You know, the sooner you can get antibiotics or antimicrobials on board, the better chance you have to kill the bacteria. So the longer you wait, the more complex it gets, and then those patients are harder to treat. Right, and I have noticed in in my conversations with others that everybody's situation is very much different. So it's not the same treatment, it's not the same symptoms always. Um, so it's definitely by person and situation. Um, exactly. For, for your own personal healing, how did you go about doing that? Yeah. Um... So for me, because I had been so long since I got infected, um, my, my gut was just a disaster and it didn't make sense to just start treating and killing bacteria because my system wouldn't have been able to handle it. Um, so you're probably familiar with, you know, die off reactions, Herxheimer reactions, and how your body gets overwhelmed when you die up, when those bacteria die off and your body has to clear them and there's inflammation that happens during that process. And so for me, I started with my gut because that's what made the most sense. Um, I had leaky gut and SIBO and just all kinds of digestion issues and nutrient deficiencies. I wasn't absorbing anything. So because the immune system is mostly housed in the gut, that's another reason it was important to treat that. And because the gut is important for detox, and we know how important detox is in the process as well. So I started with by healing my gut, um, you know, changing my diet and doing different things um, to to kill off parasites that were in my gut. And I started with some viral uh, things as well before we jumped into treating the Lyme itself. Okay. And then what did, once you were able to, um, you know, heal your gut as best you could, what did you do in regards for the Lyme and the co-infections? Yeah. So, um, I did mostly herbal protocols. I, I stayed away from traditional antibiotics. Um, other than, you know, I took some from some pharmaceuticals for parasites. And I also had mycotoxins and, you know, candida overgrowth and things like that. Um, but I used the Byron white formulas to treat, um, to treat my Lyme and Bartonella. And so those are herbal tinctures. And it, like you said, it's not just one thing. Um, I was doing a lot of things, um, yeah, cannabis medicine was part of my journey, high dose IV vitamin C infusions to support my immune system. And then really just a lot of inner work. Like for me, it was the mind, body, soul approach. And just realizing that all of these other factors played into my health. And it was really about making my body as resilient as possible so that it could take care of the organisms because our bodies are equipped to heal. That's, that's what we're designed to do. And so it doesn't really take that much. You just have to give your body the tools that it needs so it can be as healthy as possible. So it can take care of the things that aren't supposed to be there. And so it's kind of like peeling back the layers of an onion. Like you just kind of treat one thing, treat another thing. And you're just, you just kind of have to take it step by step. It's not like oh, you have Lyme disease. Here's your protocol from A to Z. This is what you're going to do. It's like, you have to keep retesting. And 
I had to like get the metal amalgams out of my mouth. So heavy metals play a part too in suppressing your immune system. And, you know, it's just like treating things, you know, correcting my nutrient deficiencies, just doing everything that I could along the way to make myself as healthy as possible. Um, and then it made sense to, you know, treat the bacteria itself once my whole body was strong enough and healthy enough to really help in that process. Yeah, I found even with my own, it's definitely, it's kind of different puzzle pieces and, and they shift as you take, as you are working on one item, something else is doing yeah. something else. And so I'm always changing my, my protocol or my diet or so it's very an interesting journey and it is definitely consumes um, quite a bit of your energy and your time and just just healing and it definitely is something that is your mind your spirits everything is definitely affected with that <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, what are some of the treatments you would want others to know about yeah so i I think you know most people are familiar with antibiotics that's kind of the mainstay um so that's where a lot of people start especially if if you do get a diagnosis early and i think it's just important to make sure you're on a long enough course because there's like some doctors that are still just giving like a one-time dose of doxy after a tick bite and um, we know that's not adequate um then there's a lot of herbs that you can add in to really help with inflammation and to help kill the bacteria themselves um, but there's cat's claw, Japanese knotweed, for example, uh, cryptolepis, um, and yeah, there, there's some other ones. There's different, you know, protocols that some people um, follow, herbal protocols. Um, for me, IV vitamin C, like I said, was really a game changer, I think, um, given in high doses that can really support your immune system and it's also an antimicrobial. Um, so that definitely helped me feel better to then um, detox. I think, you know, keeping up on detox is extremely important um, during the process. Um, and then there's like ozone therapy and hyperbaric oxygen and different things. Um, I'm also affiliated with a couple of hospitals overseas that use whole body hyperthermia where they raise your body temperature up to 106.9 and that is hot enough to kill off the bacteria that causes uh, Lyme disease. And it also stimulates your immune system and busts through biofilms and things like that. So I think just knowing that there's other options out there that you don't have to you know, give up just because you go to one infectious disease doctor and they give you antibiotics and it doesn't work. Um, there's a lot of, of different things that you can do. Um, DNRS is another thing that I see that really helps people, which is um, neural retraining, so retraining brain patterns. Um, I didn't do that myself, but a lot of people um, that I've spoken with, a lot of my clients have, have said that that has really helped them. And I think the importance of mindset um, in this whole piece, people underestimate that. Um, let's see what else. Um, gut health, which we kind of, you know, touched on, but probiotics, diet changes, um, you know, just cutting out anything that's going to drive inflammation in your body, which for me, uh, gluten was definitely one and dairy for a lot of people as well. Um, 
phosphatidylcholine for having healthy cell membranes is important for people as well. Um, just correcting nutrient deficiencies. You know, a lot of people have uh, low B vitamins. Vitamin D is really important for your immune system. Um, so really just taking a comprehensive look and, and doing everything that you can to make your body resilient and depending on your needs. So there's not certain supplements that are going to work for everybody, but it's, you know, we're all individuals. It all depends on what we need. Um, Natokinase was another one um, that helped me as far as like thinning your blood, busting through biofilms. I had biofilms as well. Um, so yeah, I would say those are those are kind of the, the big ones as far as treatment goes. Do you have any advice in regards to um, kind of that Herx reaction, the detox part of it? I know a lot of us, um, it's definitely just as important as taking all of your medicines and eating right, but the detox is definitely, it's extremely important and can make you feel much better when you can do that. But I know it's, even myself, it's challenging to find different things that work well and not always is it the same as we go through the journey, but do you have any idea, um, ideas for those? Yeah, yeah. So detox is extremely important and just, you know, taking care of, of that die off from the, those bacteria, clearing them out so that they're not continuing to drive inflammation, which is going to make it harder to heal. Um, so there's, you know, specific supplements like binders that you can take, um, like zeolite or activated charcoal, um, glutathione is a big one, um, and acetylcysteine, coffee enemas. Um, that's something that really helped me on days when I was really painful. Um, but I think really it, it goes back to the basics again. Like if you're putting toxins in to toxins, then you're not going to have as good results with the detoxification supplements and things that you are using. So being aware of your environment is extremely important. If you are exposed to mold, if you're living in a moldy environment, that's going to make it really hard to heal. So you have to remove yourself from that environment. Um, and then we have those environmental toxins, but we also have, you know, toxic foods. So avoiding preservatives, packaged foods, things like that, you know, getting down to basics, whole foods. Um, but also like our thoughts can be toxic and our relationships can be toxic and, you know, certain emotional patterns that we have. So just remembering that it's really about your whole life, um, you know, not, not just taking a supplement and then continuing to be in a toxic relationship and go to your toxic job and come home to your moldy house. That's, you know, not going to help you. So it's really about being aware of toxins going in as well as toxins going out. And then the basics like hydration and making sure you are eliminating properly, you know, that things are, are going out. Um, if you're not able to get rid of things, um, you can't just start taking detox things. If you're not having regular bowel movements, if you're not urinating, um, sweat is a big one. So, um, infrared saunas can be really helpful. Dry brushing can be really helpful. Um, your lymphatic system is really important in the detox process as well. So, um, rebounding is a good thing that you could do for that, which is just a little mini trampoline, just jumping. Um, cause your lymphatic system doesn't have 
its own pump. It needs that pressure. And you can also get lymphatic massage uh, to stimulate it. And then we also have something called the glymphatic system, which is how our brain detoxifies. And so for that, uh, adequate sleep is really important. So focusing on sleep and stress and um, what you can do to kind of get into that parasympathetic state where you can relax. So kind of restorative movements like yoga, things like that. Um, and movement in general is, is good for detox. We need to move our bodies, which I know can be really challenging if you're extremely fatigued. Um, but any kind of movement that you can do. Um, breath, breath is a way of detoxing. So breath work could be another thing to try. Um, let's see, antioxidants. So again, like fo focusing on the basics when it comes to food, if you can eat a wide array of colors, depending on you know what you can tolerate. Some of us are on specific diets or you might have certain foods we have to avoid. But if we can eat um, a wide array of colors and get those different phytonutrients, those antioxidants, also sulfur rich foods are important for the detox um, process and fiber so that we are having those regular bowel movements, getting things out. Um, I think that's, let's see, I'm sure I forgot stuff. I know there's other ways of detoxing. Um, Epsom salt baths help a lot of people as well to draw out toxins. I like oil pulling. That's something that I did where you just swish coconut oil in your mouth and then spit it out. Um, and that helps to kind of draw out toxins. And for me, especially because I had a lot of candida, I had a lot like yeast in my mouth and on my tongue and stuff. So I found that helpful. Um, and clay, you can do betonite clay on your skin to draw out toxins. Sometimes people get like detox rashes. And so that can kind of help draw out toxins out of your skin as well. Um, and then I would just say like letting go, like becoming aware of those negative thoughts and patterns of like perfectionism and people pleasing and anywhere your energy is going out to that is not allowing your energy to be focused on your healing. So for me, that's what I found to be really important was setting boundaries with certain people in my life so that I could really just focus on myself and my healing um, because it's, it's a process. It's, it's a journey. It takes energy to, to really get through it and to really heal. It does. And then it's also, it's very hard because in the process you have such, your emotions are everywhere and there's days that are definitely harder than others. And I found mm -hmm. that you really have to find that support system that will help you on those days that your mind is not in the best frame of mind. So I, I definitely agree with that in your surroundings and the friends you hang out with. It's really that time in your life where you have to really kind of take a look and make sure everything is, is happy and as easygoing as you can possibly get it. So I do, yeah. I definitely see how all of that plays a factor in my um, treatment for sure. Yeah, um, even, even just like the media that you ingest can be toxic and the friends that you surround yourself with. And yeah, for me, it was like, I just kind of had to turn all that off and go into my little cocoon and, mm -hmm. and kind of just nourish myself and nourish like that inner child inside and you know, focus on like healing my soul and childhood wounds and like everything. It's, 
it's really about healing everything. <laughs> it is. It's definitely the whole body. Um, and that's um, definitely something I learned. I was more of a kind of traditional medicine person. So I think that's why it took me a little bit longer to figure it out. But then it's, it's very nice to you know, kind of that silver lining that you learn all these different things um, and different ways to help yourself. And it, it, it's really, it's amazing to go through it. It's, it's a hard journey, but it, it definitely um, opens your heart and your mind to new ideas that you might have not thought of before. Um, what are some of the um, what things were surprising to you that helped you and your clients heal? Yeah, I, I would say it's it's all the other things that people don't necessarily associate directly with their health. So people have these big aha moments when they're healing, um, where they realize like that they're in a toxic relationship or they're not happy where they are and they need to move. And so they make or they change their career or they just, you know, take time off of their career to fully heal. So it's those other changes in your life um, that can really make a big difference. Like for me, I ended up moving. I just, I needed a new environment. I needed something different. And I wanted to be um, around Lyme literate doctors who I felt could help me as part of the reason as well. Um, but yeah, that's, I would say it, it's those other things. And again, just like realizing the patterns that aren't serving you and realizing, um, you know, what, what you're doing in your life that isn't serving you, that's giving your energy to others and not allowing you to heal. And sometimes people become aware of subconscious beliefs and kind of reasons that they're staying in these patterns of being sick. And when you have those aha moments, it makes that shift happen so much quicker where you're able to actually heal. Right, right. Yeah. And then um, can you also share with us um, what it is your company does and how you support others um, with Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses as well? Because we definitely fall into um, those categories as well. Yeah, yeah. So I work with people who have Lyme disease and also, you know, anxiety, fatigue, pain. Sometimes people aren't completely clear on what the diagnosis is. Um, I help people in my one-on-one -on -one program, Surviving Lyme, and it's a three-month program, and we really dive deep, and, you know, we start by assessing and learning and seeing where you're at now and where you want to go, and um, just really learning about all the things that affect your health, like we kind of touched on, like the detox piece and, and um, you know, nutrition and movement and you know, pharmaceuticals and supplements and things like that as well. And I do, you know, provide education on cannabis medicine for people. Um, and then a, another step in my program is letting go where we let go of the things that are no longer serving us, you know, the toxins in our life and in our lifestyles um, so that we can transform. So the transform piece is really looking at lifestyle changes and implementing habits in your life um, that are going to work for you. And, you know, change is not easy. And so um, as a coach, we're experts in change. We can help people do that and make those little changes in their life that are going to have a big impact. And um, then another step is received, which is really focused on 
gratitude and affirmations and manifestations and um, how energy is important in healing and the mind-body connection. And then the last step is celebrate because it's important to celebrate your steps along the way and the little wins because we can get so bogged down and sometimes it's hard to see the bigger picture. It's hard to see that we are getting well because we still don't feel that great. It takes some time to heal. And so it really, we can frame it so that we understand that healing is not linear. There's going to be ups and downs along the way. And um, yeah, and, and so I use a functional medicine approach in my coaching. So we're looking at sleep and stress management and play and nature and pretty much all the things in your life. It's not about treating a specific disease. It's really about treating a person and how can we make that person the healthiest version of themselves looking at their individual needs and what's going on in their life. Um, yeah, and then I also help people get to hospitals overseas if that's something that they're looking for. Sometimes people, before they can really do coaching and kind of dig into the, to the deeper work, they sometimes need to feel better on a physical level. Um, so I help them get to those hospitals and, and do the hyperthermia and their, their comprehensive Lyme protocols. And um, I've written some guidebooks to kind of give them information about the different treatments and how to sustain the results afterwards. And, um, you know, really focusing on detox and things like that. And um, yeah, so. And it's really, I'm, I'm finding it's, um, all of that is definitely, it's amazing. And I think it's also that um, there has to be some acceptance on kind of the new version of yourself and, um, cause you are, you're very much different than you were when you, before you found out what you had and before you went through all the different treatments and how that makes you feel, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, mm -hmm. I found that some of it is very, it's very overwhelming to do IV yeah. treatments and all of these things. And it's very hard, um, on just you as a person, just how you feel about yourself and everything, how you feel, maybe it's unfair. And you go through all of these different feelings as you're going through, I, I should say, personally, I did. Um, so I see like once you make it through that really hard treatment portion of it, um, that you, it would be so helpful to have a coach to be able to you know, help you see it in a different light and help you see yourself in a different light um, and just be, I guess, accepting and loving the, the new person that you are, even if you're, you know, your new person still has to watch what they eat and take their meds and get their exercise. And there's all, we all have this huge to-do list that we have to do every day. So we know that we will feel better and tomorrow we will feel better as well. So I love that yeah. idea of having a coach that can kind of help you through some of that. Cause I find it's overwhelming. <laughs> It is, it's very overwhelming. And I mean, mostly everybody I work with has a Lyme literate doctor, but they're just overwhelmed with all of the, the lifestyle changes and the supplements they have to take. And they're, like you said, it really is about creating a new identity. And so you have to create that new identity for yourself. And it's scary. You have to step out of your comfort zone to become something else. 
Um, and yeah, a lot of it is mindset because you live with your mind every day. You have to overcome your mind every day and your mind can really affect your healing. Your, your mind can literally turn genes on and off. So it can affect how your body heals. So having that support around your mindset and different practices that you can do to help in the process can be really powerful. Oh yeah, that's what I mean, especially if you think of those that are changing jobs and moving location and changing friends while you're still going through this new body, you don't quite know what to do with. It would be definitely very overwhelming. And um, so thank you for being able to offer that service to those of us that definitely need that. And it's nice to feel that you're not alone too. It's kind of sometimes a lonely disease. Um, and if you're not out there kind of searching for, you know, the kind of the little community that I find now that is the Lyme community, it would definitely be very lonely and very scary not to know what this treatment might do to you and what's the effect and what does the die off mean and what there's so many moving pieces to yeah. every day and every day is different every day you wake up you know, you have something else that, you know, I lose my hand sometimes or the next day I lose my leg. And, you know, so it's just every day you wake up going, okay, what is this going to be? And how do I make it through today and still be who I want to be? So a coach would definitely be extremely helpful for that. Um, you also have a, another, um, is the coaching the, the, the new service that you have out? Uh, well, I, do have, I do have a new coaching service with a colleague of mine. Okay. Um, so that's another 90 day program and it's um, so dual coaches. So there's one-on-one -on -one coaching with me and with her and she's a mind body specialist. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a group component uh, where we meet weekly in a group as well to practice um, an active form of, edit, of meditation called inside out. And so that's for people who really want to dive in, really interested in the mind-body aspect. And um, it's really like that deep inner work, that soul work. Um, so yeah, that, that's something that we offer as well. And um, I have um, a new webinar as well. I don't know if that's what you were thinking. Or, yes, um, yes. Yep, so um, that's on my website. So the website is limesupport.com. And if you go to limesupport.com slash heal, that's where you can find the health in our. And so it's a free 60 minute health in our. And I really go into how I cured my chronic Lyme disease and just the things that doctors don't have the time to tell you and, um, you know, what it takes to actually heal. And there's a lot of, a lot of good mindset information in there. So even if even if it's not chronic Lyme disease, if it's chronic fatigue or pain or some other chronic complex illness, uh, you'll find value from it just by learning some mindset techniques. Oh, that is wonderful. And I think that would be great for somebody that's even just starting, like what, what is this journey going to be? Yeah. It's a little scary when you're not even sure what Lyme disease is when that doctor tells you. Um, and so the best way for somebody to contact you is through your website. Yep, through my website, um, limesupport.com, limesupport.com slash heal for the health and our. Um, you can also send me an email at christine at limesupport. 
Okay, perfect. And then we will put all that information. Um, you are currently on our website, but we'll make it a little easier for everybody to get to. Um, and definitely, it's it's nice because I feel like you're like this light that some of us haven't seen the end of the tunnel yet. So it's nice to be reassured that there is light at the end of the tunnel and we will get there. It takes the little ups and downs, like you said, um, but you can get there. And it's nice to be able um, to talk with somebody that's been through it and is yeah. healed and feels better and understands the journey. So it's that extra little push. I know I need it sometimes. Like, is there ever going to be light? Um, so I appreciate you sharing that with us. That yes, in fact, we can get there and that there's others that are here to help us and to guide us through. Um, and that is just, it's wonderful. And I hope everybody takes um the time to go on your site and register for your classes and for your webinar for sure that i definitely will be <laughs> so thank you so much is there anything else you wanted to share with everybody before we we say goodbye today i don't i mean i i you're totally right when you say people feel alone and it doesn't have to be that way and i i know it's challenging because your friends don't get it your family doesn't get it and you know, people may have even dismissed you and told you it's in your head. And it, it gets to a point where you start to wonder if it is in your head. Like I, I know I did. I was like, uh, like, am I making this up? Am I going crazy? What is going on? Because one day you wake up and you're okay. And then the next day you wake up and you're are not okay. You feel like you're hit by a train and you have all these symptoms and it, it's, it's a wild ride. And so there are people out there who get you, you're not alone. And there are people who've gotten through this um, it's not just me. I know other people, you know, people do get better. I know it's hard to see that when you're in, when you're in the middle of it, but healing is possible. So I think that's, that's the main thing that I want to get across is that healing is possible. Thank you so much. That is such a wonderful message and one we all need for sure. So thank you so much. We will share your information again. Um, and then I'll just, everybody needs to reach out and and touch bases with you would be wonderful. So thank you again for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.